Wearing my traditional Japanese fundoshi, I'm wearing my schoolgirl panties beneath that. I had sushi and ramen for lunch. Am I kawaii enough for you yet? Am I kawaii enough for you yet? You watch the SAO movies, we're going to talk about it. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to Movie Mavericks, where we talk smack about movies. We're still going with that cat phrase? I don't know. I guess we are. We're rolling with it. And today, that's right, we're going to talk about Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale, the newest installment of the modern classic Sword Art Online franchise. SAO is the smartest anime ever made, and it's not even done yet! <laughs> With us here is our special guest, Ethan. Hello! As well as my regular co-host, Waylord GTZ. Hey, everybody. Wait, we get nicknames? Well, I want to be Cocklord777. All right, Cocklord777. <laughs> no, that's gay. I want to be called Kirito. No, that's gay. <laughs> <Stop with> Ethan. <laughs> oh, boy. That's right. We, uh, we saw Zord Online, and surprisingly enough, it was not the stupidest thing we've seen in a while. Like, I think that honor goes to Iron Fist. Oh, my God. Iron Christ. Fist Episode 1. Is trash. It is the dumbest thing I've watched. No, 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 no. You got like trash, and then you get that gross shit that condenses on the outside of a dumpster when you put a bunch of garbage in it. The gross shit that smells like gym socks, and you have to scrape it off with a spatula. That's Iron Fist. It's fucking terrible. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Sao. Which, as much as we are going to rip this movie a new Fundoshi hole, it was not that bad. Honestly, is is decent. If you like SAO, you like it. If you don't like SAO, stay the hell away. Indeed. This probably is the best installment of the Sword Art Online franchise to date. And if you are a big fan, I think you're going to get a lot out of the movie, especially in its exploration of the core relationship between Kirito and Asuna. There was a lot of hype going into this movie, actually, because there are a lot of talented animators on staff. I know for sure that both the Canapa effect, as well as Locked and Still, aka the Pedantic Romantic, made videos that highlighted the extraordinary animation talent of the movie. And for what it's worth, the movie does look pretty pretty in places. However, I do feel that the quality of the movie's visuals and animation was a tad overrated and overhyped. It looks like the show. Uh, it's And the show was pretty, but it looks like the show. One of my biggest shits on that, though... They use the CGI bosses from the show, and they're still terrible, terrible Blender CGI. Yeah, the CGI in the movie does not work at all, even in the upgrade to cinematic quality. Yeah, oh. I mean, like, aside, the final fight scene, I feel, was, it looked better than what you'd see in the show, but aside from that, it looked like the show. It was passable. It and had... It was in your fucking face, and you couldn't... It was very SAO. There's a lot of bright flashing lights. It's very in your face. It's hard to. Maybe I'm an old man, but it was hard to follow for me. So it's passable, I guess. So the boss design itself is kind of cool, but they never really played with its size. It's like this fucking Bayonetta Jubilee is huge, but they never play with its size in any meaningful way. It just sort of swings at them and goes. Yeah, the animation and the fight choreography in this movie has the same problem in the show, is that it's very weightless, and mm. it's very hard to follow. So while the, the movie is moving a lot, like there's a lot of movement, it's not pretty meaningless movement, you know? Mm. It's not enough impact. 
So even in the final battle, and when they're all, all the characters come together to fight with the final boss, you know, there are some cool moments, but it just feels like a wash. It's pretty unmemorable once you're out of that scene. It just doesn't stick with you because the while there's a lot of effort put into making the characters move, there's not a lot of effort into making what they're doing feel real. I feel like it has an impact. They it doesn't move, stick with you. But it lacks proper fight choreography. Look at anything Gendi Tartakovsky has done. A fight should be a dance between the two characters. This is just the characters moving really fast, hitting a big boss monster with swords. There's no back and forth. There's no trading blows. And I get it, it's hard to do something like that with a boss that big, because trust me, this thing's fucking enormous. But you could have done more than you did. Also, it's also quite possible that the final fight lacks impact because they are the characters of SAO. And <laughs> for me personally, I don't give a shit. But everyone loves Kirito and Asuna. They're such complex and interesting characters. Okay, here's the thing. Kirito is a bland piece of shit, and Asuna is only better by virtue of not being Kirito. <laughs> and one part, favorite part of the entire movie, kind of getting into plot spoilers here, so I'll warn that, like, if you, if you genuinely want to see that movie, I'm not one to judge, just spoilers now. Asuna starts losing her memory, her and Kirito have this moment, and he puts his head on her boobies, and she makes this face... It's just Asuna gets all the bitches. It's one of the best, genuinely funny things in this movie. And even if you don't like SAO, it might be worth looking up the movie just to see the face she makes because it's fucking hilarious. Indeed, the strength of this movie is in how it treats the relationship between Kirito and Asuna. That is the emotional crux of the movie. And that scene is pretty much the emotional center of the film. It does a really good job in making you really connect with the relationship of Kirin and Asuna. Like, it makes it feel like, yeah, there is this strong connection there. Like, these characters mean something to each other, and the relationship means something to each other. So when Asuna is losing her memories of the time she spent with Kirito and SAO, it means something. That is valuable part of their time together, of their history together. And... The scene where Kirito is reading out Asuna's diary and how she's like, even though I've lost my memories of Kirito, I'm okay so long as I can make new memories with him. It is a very touching scene, even if you do have to forget that these characters are Kirito and Asuna. But the movie is well done enough to make you forget that, which I have to give it credit for. It did give me, someone who otherwise does not care at all about Kirito and Asuna, to actually care about the relationship and, like, feel, like, emotion in that scene. Now, that is an interesting point, and I see where you're coming from. Me, personally, though, I mean, viewer, if you get invested, that's fine, more power to you. Me, personally, I still couldn't get invested, because when they do their relationship, it's weirdly cold and distant. Uh, as um, Sid just mentioned... Uh, Austin is writing in her diary about she's losing her memories. It's really sad. She's fucking got a giant smile plastered on her face the entire time. No, you're forgetting people that are very important to you. It is a scene that can be sad. It doesn't have to be bittersweet. Or like fucking when they're stargazing. This is a couple that's presumably been together for a while now. 
and they're sitting like a foot apart. You don't have to leave room for Jesus. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> there were some weird, kind of stilted scenes emotionally, for sure. I think the biggest problem I would have with the characterization in this movie, in terms of Asuna's characterization, is that she felt a lot softer in this movie. Like, she felt like a little sanitized, to, for lack of a better word. Like, she kind of lacked that kind of fiery personality she had in the first season or whatever. And she felt more like the idealized kind of waifu West character. You mean how she was in Fairy Dance? Yeah, pretty or, much. The thing she reminded me the most, this is kind of a weird comparison to draw, but uh, what I got the most from her character was the fucking bubble princess from uh, uh, Dragon Slayer. You know, she's blonde, she's bubbly, she's just there to be an object for the hero to be sought after. And, well, that's not a good thing, that's just the character moved nothing and only advanced the plot through her own suffering. Pretty much, Asuna does serve as basically just a means to get Kirito invested in this overlying plot by being a damsel again. She ha- doesn't lack complete agency, but it is because, like, Kirito wants to get her memories back that he gets involved at all in this entire conflict. That was one thing that genuinely tickled me. In the scenes outside of the video game, for pretty much the first time in SAO history, Kirito is portrayed as kind of a schlub. He wears <laughs> fucking gym shorts, he eats instant ramen, he spends all day on his computer. I'm fine with that! That's what nerds do. I mean, I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's something a lot of people do, and it brings a fair bit of depth to this character that we've been lacking. Yeah, I mean, it makes Kirito feel more like a believable human being than the, oh my god, Mr. Perfect character he was. Oh my god, give me your dick! Like, he's portrayed as kind of a loser yeah. in this movie, and that like, kind of makes me like him a little more. Like, when yeah. you see him flailing around, like, he's first out of shape and can't fight. Like, oh, God, he was so bad at that. Yeah. The first time he fights in the augmented reality, that's, that's the other thing, augmented reality is the new big thing, as opposed to virtual reality, which we'll get into why that's stupid later, but the first time he genuinely goes all in to an AR fight, if he doesn't lose, he gets his ass beat pretty badly. Yeah, he, he gets his ass beat. He yeah. He doesn't, like, get, like, quote-unquote killed. He can't get killed in, like, the fucking AR games, but which is, he gets his ass beat. Which yeah. I liked. Yeah, it was nice seeing Kirito not be perfect at something for once. I want to see the Devil May Cry 3 opening where Dante gets impaled by sides, only it happens to Kirito, and it's not a video game, so he can't just walk it off! <laughs> Indeed, yeah. It was it was good to see Kirito be taken down a peg. And, yeah, so the movie presentation of the characters actually did kind of make them more enjoyable than they would normally be. Even the side characters who are usually unmemorable, like Silica and Lisbeth, actually did get some personality in this movie. Silica was the lolly chick with the dragon. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. This has less to do with the actual thing, just a funny anecdote. We had another friend with us, and um, I think it's one of the first major fight scenes of the movie. Her dragon, from her arc in the show, when the dragon died and it was special even though it's a fucking virtual pet and she should be able to just get another one that dragon comes into the augmented reality game which we'll get into why that doesn't make sense 
turns into a giant dragon that's, like, kicking everyone's asses. I lean over to my friend that we were with. I'm like, everybody shit stomp on the Tamagotchi! (laughs) 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 But, yeah, so, why was her dragon there again? And that was before... I guess like, it was wasn't it part of the data of SAO and the like Yeah, they, they were yeah. tapping into the data That's to the thing, though. They bring in bosses from SAO, which uh I mean I guess they I know the there's an there. argument where it's like as soon as you compare someone to Hitler you've lost the argument. I can't remember what that is, and I'm really not trying to do that. But bringing SAO bosses into a game to try and get SAO survivors, isn't that Kind of like expecting, say, Wolfenstein to be really popular with Holocaust survivors. Uh, yeah, it, it, it makes no sense. The way his plan is retarded. It is actually. Yeah. Oh wait, no, I can't say retarded. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tumblr will have to collectively beat my ass. No. Uh, the villain's plan does not make sense, and it makes me angry. Yeah. So the villain's plan in this is that. He wants to collect the memories of SAO survivors so that he can create an artificial intelligence of his daughter who died in SAO from their memories. And it makes no sense because based on what we learn, her daughter barely interacted with anyone in SAO. Except for for the one guy Mm -hmm. who was in on his plan and working with him who did actually know her. And besides that, they wouldn't have enough, know enough of she played Her. pretty music for them, and it was sad. Yeah, and quick, quick, quick side note here. Doesn't this sound a lot like fucking Obito's plan in Naruto? Kind of does. Reki Karahara ripped <laughs> off Naruto. Shippuden, no less. That's not yeah. even the good part of Naruto. <laughs> also, also, uh, just further shitting on the villain's plan, you're analyzing her behavior based on people's memories. At the very best, you're going to get an AI that knows how to act like her. Right. Not the actual girl. And I mean, okay, you could make the argument that he's too far gone, he doesn't care, he just wants her back, but they never do. They barely interact with the guy outside of one scene where the AI sort of begs him to stop during the final battle that was actually kind of well done because the music was nice and the animation was purdy. Though it didn't make any sense of why the AI would want that. It, like, why yeah. the AI had a will of its own, why it cared they about talking about it everyone else. survival instincts. All it wants to do is fucking off itself for most of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and suicidal as fuck. And the weirdest part is that there's this other AI, Yuna the Idol, who also is said to have her own, like, self-presentation Full-on, split personality shit. It's like, insane. Yeah. Why were there two of them? Why wasn't it just, like, channeled into one? Or, why would you abase the Hatsune Miku AI off of your own kid and not just make it the idealized human female? I mean, I know that sounds kind of creepy, and it is, but hey, this guy's kind of a creepy fuck. Why would you, like, put your kid on stage for everyone to ogle over? Well, that's because that was her dream. Her dream was to sing. So she was kind of making her dream come true to this AI. Shit, Except that AI wasn't her. It was right, the other right. AI. It was a So shell. what was the point? Right. And maybe let her sing after you brought her back from the fucking dead. The weird thing about the about that AI, you know, the idol, is that she seemed to have, like, her own, like, autonomous personality. Like, she seemed to have her own, like, uh, intelligence. She had a sidekick. I mean, yeah. I know this is kind of a weird, random observation, but, like, she had a fucking 
it looked it almost looked like a winged version of a slime from Dragon Quest, and it would yeah. like follow her around and perform with her on stage. No one ever mentions it ever. Yeah, I, it's it's never brought up. No one ever says, "Hey, that's Slagathor, her sidekick." <laughs> I, <laughs> merch is really popular with the uh, Mexican portion of our audience. I don't fucking know. Is this a little racist? Yes, but it fucking addresses it more than the movie does. <laughs> like her arc, you know, they keep like the main villain, I guess, AG, who is like the second best player at ordinal scale. Like he keeps mentioning to like the doctor guy who's the other villain, you know, that uh the unit is like gaining more gaining more interest in things on her own. And like she's becoming like more stop independent. Praying. Stop stop praying for my grandfather, he's getting too strong. <laughs> I mean pretty AG was just pretty much a fucking Obito club. Pretty, yeah. Pretty, wait, he was the uh King Arthur bitch from the fairy dance arc? Hmm? No. no, no, Obito from oh, Naruto. From, fuck it, okay. I'm getting my <laughs> I'm getting my cliched anime baddies mixed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is it never goes anywhere. The thing oh, with you okay, and I okay, know. It never okay. goes anywhere. Oh, Oh, I cannot wait to shit on this. This is actually how they extract memories from this, from people, verbatim. The guy beats the shit out of them until they cry, and then their tears transfer the memories from their head to the satellites. I am telling all here, that is actually what they do. Yeah, it That's is. some fucking it Care Bear shit. Really dumb. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's so why they need? Why they even need to be beaten? So so that or like they why? Lose their Why didn't they just like fucking drain it from them wearing the fucking like? Yeah, exactly. Or like why scanning means that they get amnesia and brain cancer. Yeah. Why do? I mean, the brain damage I can I sort of get, but why do they need to be beaten for that thing to scan them? That okay, makes like, no sense. I I mean, I get there could be some residual damage from fucking shoving a probe in their head and wiggling yeah. it around until you get stuff you like, but why does scanning their memories mean that they lose them? That's not how scanning works. I assume if, cow, cow. I assume if it's like, they're, if it's pinpointing their memories, like that ultra... Violet light or whatever is like okay, into their brain. Destroy the like, neural pathways, and you're telling yeah. me this thing is precise enough to only destroy those neural pathways and not the ones that say let them remember math or how not yeah. to shit their pants. I, yeah, it doesn't I make any sense. We're assuming Ricky Carhar knows anything about science or biology right. or really anything intelligent. Really, it's so just magic. Put yeah. biology next to video games and people on terms of how Cow Cow doesn't know how things so work. So absolutely yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh lordy. I think we should go into like how the augmented reality makes no sense at all. Fucking okay. So it kind of works like a Wii um, combined with Google Glass. They put this little thing on their ear that lets them see, which, I mean, it doesn't put a thing on the, over their eyes, but whatever, I could I could believe it. Future sci-fi it's tech. future! <laughs> right, whatever. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. But then they also get these Wiimote things, uh, That's it's just a handle. Nothing, no, it's just a hilt. But you clearly see them sword fighting, and they're like, because it, it turns into their sword, or their gun, or their axe, or whatever, their weapon, and you clearly see people sword fighting later on, and their swords are colliding, 
when there wouldn't be anything for them to collide with. Exactly. Like, it makes no sense in terms of, like, what's being imagined and how people are perceiving how the terrain has changed. And, like, the fact that... For some reason, there are sectioned off areas People of the city. Put money into closing off the streets like it's a fucking parade, so these nerds can LARP. Like, like why would the government subsidize that? Well, what me is like, how the, exactly do they like sense stuff in the like AR world? At one point, we see Clyde can like just easily take off the fucking AR piece, yeah, and just fight someone without it. Or yeah, hell, like it's problem. not like he's it's not like he's immersed in like a VR game. It so keeps like, putting it yeah. back on you. Take it off. Break it. Okay, yeah, you lose your AR thing. This dude's kicking your fucking ass. You have bigger priorities. Take it off. Break it. Run your ass. Exactly. Yeah. I don't understand why okay. Kirito even bothered fighting him in virtual reality when he could have just been taken out. Ooh, ooh, with... Here's a really good idea. Here's a really good idea. So, the dude is wearing some sort of ninja super suit that gives him, like, heightened reflexes and speed. They never get into it. It's just we see him wearing a suit, and he's, like, faster and stronger than a human should be able to be. Bring a fucking squirt gun to the fight! You win! You short out the technology, you get your girlfriend back! You fucking dense like, pleb! Like, the, big, the biggest, like, idiotic thing about this fucking AR, like, earpiece thing is that the entire conflict of this movie could easily be resolved. If they would just fucking take off I the know. AR and in the climax of the movie, there's this entire stadium of people. They're all wearing the e- AR things and they're all freaking out because monsters are coming out and attacking people in the work, the augmented reality. They could also easily be resolved if they just take it off and there are no consequences into just taking it off. Why does no one I take it off. Okay. The guy tells Kirito to help you to take him off, and no one listens. Say what you want about um, Doctor Who. I, the new stuff isn't always great, but they did something kind of, sort of similar to this. What happened there was the earpieces actually fused into their like yeah. cerebral cortex, so it would fucking instantly kill people to take them off. Granted, that brings up a whole slew of other problems, but it's a fucking start. Take off your Google Glass, get a latte, and jerk off! Right! There Quit was... playing Pokemon Go! <laughs> there, and that, if there was an explanation as to why they couldn't just take it off, like with the uh, headsets in SAO, where they couldn't take it off, otherwise they would like get their brain fried. If there was an explanation like that, that okay. this would have been an explanation. But no, there is no reason why they couldn't have just taken off their augmented reality, like... Ogmas are what they call it. They're take Ogma, off the Ogmas and, glass. you know, just walk out of the stadium. Ooh, ooh. And that brings up, you know, why the fuck would anyone let anyone put a microwave inside of a VR headset? Yeah. But that is a matter for another string of bitching. For now, continue shooting on the Google Glass because it's stupider than actual <laughs> Google Glass, and only white rich nerds use Google Glass! Yeah, and it's so contrived that the entire stadium just happens to be full of SAO survivors. Not like they would be traumatized or, yeah. you know, everyone just not want to play video they, games. They mentioned that they gave the survivor school Everyone in the survivor school free time. I know, but why would they want to wear the like, stupid Ogmas? The main villain is the only one who seems to treat SAO like it was a thing that was bad. Everyone else is just sort of like, oh yeah, SAO, that thing happened, didn't it? Hey, let's go to this thing 
where they bring back a bunch of bosses that killed our friends. Like, it made sense that the people who weren't, like, like inside the SEO game were going to those places. Right. But, like, why the fuck are the survivors going? Right. Why aren't they traumatized? Like, this is my biggest problem with, like, the series in general, is that, like, these guys, they were in fucking SAO for so long. In the fairy They saw so many people fucking die, and then after the gab SEO, they go to another freaking VR game. Yeah. Why? People are still playing VR after people died. People die again, people are still playing fucking VR games. Fucking people die in GGO. Yes. They're still playing VR games. Don't they know when to quit? Oh, <sighs> Jesus. Is, makes no sense. Jesus left, right, and central nipple. The only thing that kind of made sense was one little background scene in the mall where uh, Granddad or some shit was playing with his kid or yeah. his um, grandson, cute. and they had, like, a T-Rex or some shit on the guy's lap. That seems like something that AR could genuinely be used for, because... I think Microsoft had something like that with uh, Project Spark, even though they yeah. canned it. Like you could put the guy on your couch or some shit. Maybe. Right. But right. things that don't make sense are like creating like this stage for someone to perform a song, like in the middle of a mall, and then everyone just stops and claps and cheers at it for some reason. And of course, uh, the game it's the game itself, the ordinal scale game. Makes no sense. You know what I would have loved to see is fucking someone like sets up to do that, but instead of the microphone button for the performance, they accidentally press like whatever the sword button is, <laughs> and the hard light particles <laughs> fucking skewer them to the back of the head, and they die hilarious. like that. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would have been fucking amazing. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, and there's still furries. Um, yeah. Because we can't have nice things. Because Yui has to get into every single game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I've said it before, I would probably say it many times again. The only thing that makes me, stops me from slitting my wrists whenever Yui appears on screen is I mentally take and replace all of her dialogue with a very grovelly sort of old smoker John Tron voice. It's like, Oh, we going to save mommy, daddy? <laughs> we're going into game, daddy? <laughs> Daddy, should we set up for the picnic, Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Yui, Yui would be a lot more tolerable with that voice. I, have to I could ignore her intro if they got someone like fucking John Jafari to voice her or something like that. Jesus. Yeah, Yui basically exists in this movie to serve the same kind of role oh, yeah. she always oh, yeah. does. And it's an old AI program from SAO. But they can just use it in the Google Glass because, of course, they can. Because what the fuck? Because Kirito is a master hacker. Yeah. Who's also a piece of shit because he didn't use his hacker privileges to get people out of the game. But again, I think that's a rant for another time. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So should we actually like go through like step by step plot of the movie to finish this up now that we've gotten most of our <laughs> big complaints out of the way? Yeah, I think we can do that. I think the movie starts off at least palatably because we do get awesome a focus. And so Asuna is like a more, you know, I can deal with her better than Kirito. So, mm-hmm. you know, with the movie focusing on Asuna for like the first third and seeing, getting to see her, you know, she kicks ass. That's not pretty nice, you know. She gets to do stuff. You see them living their lives. They go to the mall. Yeah. They fucking go to a malt shop. It's it's not groundbreaking, right. but it's acceptable, you know. Yeah, they have lives outside of the game. It's yeah. nice to see that. 
And I mean, we knew that from SEO 16.5. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that from the show. <laughs> and the show is the only thing I will ever watch of SAO because the day I go back in is the day Satan skates to work and the day that pigs fly! And I do sort of like that Klein actually is sort of having a role in the Shut up, Klein! <laughs> Come back when you're a main character! Hey, why wasn't Klein the main character again? I don't know. Because Ireki Kawahara even likes Klein the best. He's his favorite character. Because this is a fucking story Reki wrote in like 2002. And he never bothered to revise it for the light novel release. Yeah, but this is a new story he created. He created, this is a new screenplay. Oh, yeah, if we're talking about Ordinoskill, no, that's just modern Reki just being shitty. Hey, yeah. why didn't he just fucking put Kirito in the background in the corner where he belongs and have <laughs> Klein be the main character? Because that sounds a thousand times better. Klein has a personality. Klein would have been a Klein fun character. Klein struggles and fails, and it's almost Shakespearean because he never gets <laughs> to be in the spotlight, even though he infinitely deserves it so much more than everybody else, including stupid Dragon Girl. Yeah, and Kirito has this big harem, but Klein never gets laid. <laughs> poor, Even though poor Klein, Klein actually shows interest in the women's, unlike Kirito. He's yeah, like, but hey, no, they're attracted to the emo boobs. guy. I like those things. <laughs> Which, granted, is not great, but it's still better than Kirito's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, no, it's Kirito, so it's. <laughs> And that's how he finishes every fight. Oh, boy, yeah. Which, that's the other thing that pissed me the fuck off. So we mentioned before that Kirito does genuinely fail his first fight. Mm-hmm. And he does 16 minutes of kendo and he's the fucking bald dick master of every fight after that. Yeah, how did he get so good so fast? Well, he kept fighting. Hey, we saw I keep he fighting, fighting in Dark Souls 3 and I'm not good at that game. It still doesn't make sense. I keep fighting sense. in Dark Souls 2 and I'm not good at that game. Yeah. I keep fighting in fighting games. I'm not good at those games. Yeah. I keep fighting in Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm passable at that game at best. Practice doesn't necessarily make perfect if you're a pudgy nerd who doesn't do things. Especially in one night. 16 minutes of kendo. Boom. You can run for president, cure cancer, (laughs) and go to the fucking moon. Oh, boy. Oh, God. It's still... Okay, so... Just quick summation, if you're getting tired of our bullshit, I would say this movie is passable, but with the big, fat, pulsating, glowing asterisk, it's still SAO. Yeah. The things that annoy people about SAO are still there, they're just not quite as prevalent. But, like, all the shit you hate about SAO, Yui, the incest, that all gets referenced at some point, so if that's not your thing, avoid it like the fucking plague, because I can't, and I want someone to be happy, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. This is the best SAO thing that has been made yet, but that's not a high I was bar. Still thinking yeah. I could be at home reading My Hero Academia or rewatching Space Dandy for most of it. Yeah, it is probably going to be very satisfying for SEO fans because right. again, if you're an SEO fan and you like it, more power to you. Genuinely, I go and enjoy it. There are a lot of good character moments uh, for a lot of characters, even characters that normally get neglected, like Klein and Agil. And the final battle does bring together, like, a bunch of characters to all fight one boss, and so it's not just Kiriko winning the day. even shows up for some yeah, reason. Yeah, for some reason. the furry from the fairy dance arc, the little cat woman. And Sion gets her... Everybody's favorite. 
And Sinon gets her gun gal on the It's helicopter. pronounced Sinon, you uncultured American <laughs> swine! <laughs> Who cares? Not okay, how, how the fuck did you get, like, fucking Sinon? I don't know. It, it's just fan oh, service, oh, oh, okay? Oh, that's the other part. That's the other part. Everybody else in the final fight just shows up with their normal gear. But Yui feels the need to go up to Sino and it's like, Oh, by the way, I saved your original costume from Gungill because... Fuck you, I don't know, we we wanted to be lazy with the designs. She never even entered the Gungale game, like... Yeah, how did she get... How did she even access that, then? It's one thing that she's like a fucking, like, glitch program thing, but she never even entered the game. How oh, did she get oh, it? And let us not forget, at the end of the day, she's still an AI, simply meant to make people not want to kill themselves, nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, how does she have this will of her own and this independent thoughts? Create, like, fucking download objects as independent game assets. Bring them into another game. Implement them in seconds. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe Reki Kawahara will one day explore the implications of AI having their own... you're, you're assuming Reki is good at writing anything. Well, I'm just saying they didn't Close off the stuff with Yuna the Idol being her own autonomous thing, and she's still a thing. She's still, like, her an idol at the end of the movie. Like, they still show her. That was also good. So the thing they very clearly establish is that Yuna the Idol and the AI program are both in non-solid holograms. Except for this one part, final battle, she gets flung backwards and breaks apart of the stadium. Yeah, oh, how yeah. does that work? Oh. Is the stadium virtual? Everything what? is virtual. The big plot twist of SAO is that Kirito is a virtual world within a virtual world within a virtual world. That'll be the next you Sword on Online novel. Sword on Online be, Inception. That'd be a yeah. saving grace if they cross over with Rick and Morty that one fucking episode. <laughs> where it's a simulation inside of a simulation and they simulate the butthole flaps. I would love to see Rick and Morty take the piss out of SAO. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Ooh, that would be delicious. Oh, boy. It's so good. <laughs> oh, Christ. But, uh, what else? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so your evil mastermind plan's going down, and you have a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! life bar to tell you how far the progress is downloaded. <laughs> and it's like some random-ass 9,800 number instead of just a fucking percentage. You know, that thing that most computers use? Yeah. Also, when you blow up the machine, people magically get their electrons that transfer those memories back. Fucking somehow. Yeah, it makes no sense at all. Hey, let's contact Reki Karahara. He might have found the uh, the cure for uh, fucking um, Alzheimer's. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm not dissing that. I can forgive the man... For pretty much everything, if he's found the cure for that. As it is, and he has not, I'm going to keep shitting on this movie. I think that this movie clearly established Reggie how hard. Not only knows nothing about video games, but also nothing about science in general. And the theory that he's somehow gotten better since he wrote those early parts of SAL. No. Well. He's just as bad. Modern Reggie is still. No, he's gotten better. He's He's just still not good. He's gotten better than the fairy arc. That is the genuine compliment I can pay him. That's not hard to do, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from what I've heard of Excel World, it still has molestation and rape. So. Oh, God. And even if Excel World is good, the man created Yui, and for that, I can never forgive him. 
So fuck Reki. If you want a good isekai series, just go watch ReZero. Yeah. Or, or Konosuba. Exactly. Or Horizon. I hear uh, Overlord is decent, but I watched yeah. the first episode, and it's like it's all the people under his command wanting his dick. Oh, boy. Overlord's dumb. And then he pretends to be a hero for some reason. I don't fucking know. But the point is, there are better options than SEO. But as far as ordinal skill goes, if you're already a fan, I think you'll enjoy it. If you're not, there's not really much of a reason to see this movie in theaters. If you're a fan, good for you. And go you... to it. Have fun. Bring the family. <laughs> if you're not, run! Run as fast as you can! Yeah. Run and never look back! To be fair, if you do end up watching this movie and you don't like it, you'll still enjoy it more than the first episode of Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't right. that a sad thought? Oh, that's a good one, because the hippie man can beat up security guards and no one calls the police! Uh, Alright, but as for this one, unless we have other things to go into, we might just wrap it up. Uh, did we ever talk about the theater experience? Oh, you know, we always start off with that, but I forgot. But yeah, our theater experience, like, it was a packed theater. Yeah. Full house. Film sold out. And hey. I don't personally like SAO, but I saw a few uh, cosplayers that had decent costumes. Respect to you. If that's the kind of dedication you put in, even if it's not a thing I like, hey, good for you for putting in the effort for something you like. And to their credit, the actors are were very enthusiastic about this movie. There was right. this thing... They played a little thing beforehand where the actors introduced themselves, talked about the movie a bit. It was cute. It was cuter than the movie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yoshitsugu Matsuoka, the guy who plays Kirito in particular, he was really pumped up. He was like, you're so screaming. Yeah, he was like getting really pumped up. He was like saying, are you ready? And like waiting like, for a response from the audience. Hey, that's not even him like doing bad English. The dude genuinely like spoke a bit of English to the crowd for the American release, I think. And it, again, props to him. This is it's a cute bit of dedication there. Yeah, I was, I very much enjoyed that beginning reel of actors, uh, you know, just talking about the movie and like trying to get you hyped. Like they are were clearly very passionate about their work and the characters they're playing. So I got to respect that. And hey, they didn't have a voice actor who played Yuri. So I can <laughs> Yeah. But overall, theater experience, I would say that most of the audience enjoy the movie either either ironically or genuinely that's the other thing i will say a lot of the character moments um i can definitely see you enjoying them if you like these characters they fell flat for me because i knew these characters i had seen these characters be boring flat <laughs> horrible people time and time again so they kind of fell flat for me but if you like these characters you'll probably find a lot of cute moments in this movie mm-hmm. that and uh <laughs> Again, not much to do with anything, just a cute anecdote. Um, that friend I mentioned earlier, we were in the theater, he had brought some snacks with us, um, we put them all in his lap, and then unbeknownst to me, he put them in the chair next to him, so at one point, I flop my hand on his <laughs> inner thigh, he gives me this slow look, he's like, take it off, or I break it off, I give him this very sad look, I thought there was candy. I was told there would be candy. So, yeah, I think that uh, concludes our thoughts. Any thoughts from you, gentlemen? I expect that 
we saw this at AMC, uh, our local one at the mall. And considering how much of a full house it was when they do the dub showing next week, I mean next mm-hmm. month, uh, it'll probably also be packed. So I'm going to guess just around the country because this movie did really well during its run. It amassed yeah. like one and a half million. Yeah, for for a one day screening, for a one day screening, it did. Yeah. Samely well, so unfortunately, <laughs> you know, if you missed your chance to see the sub and you were interested in seeing this movie, uh, the dub will be out next week, and I'm pretty sure your theater will play it because this movie did really well, it seems nationwide. But yeah, that about wraps it up for this episode of Movie Rabbit, talking about SAO Ordinal Scale. Now, good gentlemen, why don't you say where the good folks can find you? How about you, first Ethan? Uh, I am getting back into a let's play thing with ourselves. Definitely, we haven't done anything in a while, but we're thinking of you know, getting the band back together, save the old orphanage. No, that's not <laughs> <laughs> no, but we are planning on together, um, so we can do let's team deathmatch again. If you missed it, check us out if you're curious. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at VeloGTZ. I'm pretty much usually just lurking on there. If you want to talk about JoJo, really anything I'm into, hit me up. And of course, you can find me as Mom Ramayasha on various <coughs> platforms, but mainly Twitter and Animation Revelation, where I post pretty frequently. And yeah, you can also find the show, our Manga Mavericks Twitter, at, at manga underscore mavericks on Twitter, and mangamavericks.tumblr.com. And once again, our YouTube, Manga Mavericks on YouTube. Just look it up. Uh, we still need that custom URL, guys. But that about does it. We'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. What the fuck is an ordinal scale? <laughs>